The IDP Pros Podcasts on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network are brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the details at CircaSports.com. That's C-I-R-C-A Sports.com. The IDP Pro Players Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers in professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here's your veteran, infamous No Dirty O in season and senior IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster, coming off the edge as always with their deepest standard league NFL defensive takes. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined this week, as is tradition, with the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, the man, the myth, the legend, the IDP tipster, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, how are you, sir? All right. Again, you brought up that whole myth, legend, and everything. And last time that that came up, I was thinking about Hollywood. But I'll tell you what, I've been trying to get Kyle on a pod for a year or so, a couple of years maybe, and it hadn't worked out. So I am stoked about our next guest. Yes, sir. Very special guest this week. Mr. Kyle Bellyfuel at KBELLF54 on Twitter. He is a writer for Football Guys. He's an IDP Guys alumni. He is a known degenerate and a Devi expert and a Packers fan. Kyle, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Um, I'm really uh, excited to be here. Appreciate you guys inviting me on. Uh, me and Gary tried to link up last year and our schedules never hit. So it's really cool to get to hang out with you guys and uh, I'm excited to be here to talk some football, man, with uh, training camp, you know, a few weeks away. We're going to we're going to start seeing some uh, some headlines flying and uh, I can't wait. You you know what I'm excited about? Bellafue. Bellafue. <laughs> I tried to say that on the manager's pod this morning, which will be coming out before this pod. And I was nowhere fucking close. And Craig <laughs> wouldn't even attempt it. So, John, kudos, brother. Kudos. Johnny uh, actually pronounces it better than I do. So, <laughs> nice. He's got that French. Is it? Is yeah. it French? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. French Canadian. Yeah. Nice man. That's a beautiful last name. Hey, but uh, yes, we've got an action-packed show this week. We'll get to learn all about Kyle for those of you that don't know, and then we're going to talk a little bit of NFC North with so some ADP deals and maybe not deals. Uh, but let's start with the biggest news of the week. I slid this in under the radar when Gary wasn't looking at the show doc. Let's talk about Quentin Williams. Four years, $96 million, the second highest paid defensive tackle in NFL history. Let's start with Kyle, then we'll talk to Gary. Reactions on that signing. Yeah, that is, you know, they always say get in the bag. That's uh, get in the bag right there, man. Um, you know, that was the, the whole uh He's taking the Jets out of his Twitter profile and all that. So we're all just waiting to get the get the news on what they work out here. And yeah, he got paid. He, I mean, he had a massive uh, 2022 season, first team all pro, 12 sacks, um, 50, what, 55 tackles. 
Um, just just a big year. And I got to see him up close and personal last year because me and my wife went with uh, a friend of our, a couple, a couple of friends of ours, and uh, went to the Jets against Green Bay game at Lambeau and watched them just kick our ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Quentin Williams, like, just that's you know, funny. It, on a field with large men, he stands out as a larger, more beastly man than most. It's insane, and uh, he destroyed us up front. And he is going to be worth every penny if he keeps playing like he is right now, man. He's he's awesome, and. When you get disruption like that from the interior at the point of attack inside, it just screws everything up for an offense. And uh, yeah, that's what he does, and he, he's getting rewarded for it. So yeah, kudos to him, man. He's getting the bag. We talked about this uh, either on the players' pod a couple times last year or earlier in the season when his brother was coming up for free agency. I was getting ready to look it up, but did you guys know that he was actually the one of the best-paid free agent off the ball or inside linebackers this past year. Overall, if you look at his three-year contract, he got paid way before his brother. So either on here or the manager's pod, I was talking about the situation where don't worry about him holding out. Don't worry about the other brother. Don't worry about the brother that gets paid and makes everything happen. Because first brother, eh, he's been pretty average, right, John? So he just got paid for whatever reason. He's got a hell of a job. I was pretty secure about that. You can't beat, what'd you say? 64 million? 96. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so that makes the 18 mil or whatever that his brother got, like uh, uh, Uber change. Oh, really? Yeah, good stuff, man. And and I, I'm sure we all feel a lot better in Dynasty about Mr. Quinnen after hearing yeah. that this week, no yep. doubt. Yep. But uh, all right, let's get to know Kyle a little bit before we <laughs> dive into some NFC North. Let's start at the beginning. Kyle, so how'd you get into fantasy and more specifically IDP? Yeah, so the fantasy journey started, well, the first league I got into was when I was 15 in a redraft league, but my dad had been playing years before that and I used to go to his draft he's in a long running keeper dynasty league I remember even when I was younger than that going to drafts with him and stuff and then we have a, a league that's been running for like 25 years now just a your standard uh, redraft uh, offense only league um, that had a couple spots and me and a couple of my buddies uh, jumped in and that that's all I needed was that uh, taste of what fantasy football was, and I've been hooked ever since, man. And uh, I couldn't even drive to my first draft, and that was cool. The IDP Pros Podcasts on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network are brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is the sponsor of Circa Millions and Circa Survivor, which are both back. Over $14 million in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. With the Circa Millions, you have five NFL picks against the spread every week. And with the Circa Survivor, you just pick a different money line winner each week of the season. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. The Sports Gambling Podcast will be out there in the last weekend of August. Come join us. Get all the details at CircaSports.com. That's C-I-R-C-A Sports.com. What would you do with that money if you won? I, for one, would retire. And my survivor pick to start the season is going to have to be the Kansas City Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champions, taking care of business against the Detroit Lions to start the season Thursday night in week one. Yeah, so it's it started then. And um, IDP, you know, I played in a couple of different leagues. Uh, and a friend of mine was in a dynasty league 
uh, full IDP deal and, and uh, they had some openings and uh, three, four of us jumped in this league was a few guys we knew and some others and on MFL. And then uh, we started our own, which has been our home dynasty league that's been running for like 13 years. I was trying to think, man, a lot of the guests that we have on, I've been in leagues with at some point in time. And I'm trying to remember if me and you have. I think yeah. so. Possibly maybe in the Dick Buckus or Earl Campbell in the last couple of years on the MFL. Yeah, I could be. Yeah, I got a few different ones these last couple of years jumping around a few. Kyle, we, you told us how you got into IDP, but you're now at Football Guys, which is a huge deal. That's a massive website. How did you get into content creation and <clears throat> end up over there? That must be a heck of a journey. It, it really was, man. It's crazy. So, you know, I played fantasy football for, for years, um, enjoyed it, and, you know, followed different sites. <clears throat> and I never was really on Twitter until about five years ago. But anyway, I was listening to a podcast. And I heard an advertisement for the Scott Fishbowl. I don't remember which podcast it was. So I randomly signed up and got in as a, a fan or whatever. And, and uh, that's when I got on Twitter. Uh, people that I was in the league with followed me. I figured out how Twitter worked because I didn't know. I'm not uh, the most tech savvy social media person you'll ever meet. And <laughs> no doubt about it. But anyway, so I figured out that'll work. Started meeting some people. And then a uh, site that I had followed for some IDP stuff, fakepigskin.com. Uh, Mike Waller had written there. Uh, B from DLF was there at one point. Um, I used to go there and I, I followed them on Twitter and I seen they were looking for writers. So I just, I had never written before since, you know, college or whatever. And uh, sent them a DM and I said, hey, so you're looking for writers. I'd be interested to give it a shot. And I have no experience at all, but, you know, I'd be willing to try if you think, you know, you're interested. The guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, super helpful. The guy was running the site at the time. He said, well, what's your favorite, you know, fancy football leagues that you play in? I said, I'll definitely dynasty, IDP, full, true position, the whole works. So that's, that's definitely my favorite version. He goes, and he said, I'll tell you right now, man, uh, IDP uh, content here is some of our most viewed stuff. Definitely be interested if you want to try it. So I said, oh, sure. So I wrote a year two line. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They still hiring? Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, the site's not up anymore. Um, I wrote a year two linebacker article. Um, I just kind of thought, what am I doing right now in my leagues that would make sense to write? And I was looking at linebackers that were rookies last year that sat on people's bench or taxi squad that everybody's, you know, ran out of patience with, but couldn't have roles this year. So I kind of wrote an article, did some rankings, was there for a couple years and met you, Johnny. No! Met, uh, Joey, met uh, Nate, Hollywood, and the whole crew, and uh, joined you guys over at IDP Guys. You guys were nice enough to offer me a spot. Was there for two years, and uh, I did. Uh, I was getting ready to apologize for on behalf of everybody at IDP Guys about meeting Johnny, but you, then you followed <laughs> it up with meeting everybody else, man. <laughs> Huge and great crew, especially yeah. the originals, brother. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, I just met some great people. Like I said, Johnny, Joey, Nate, Hollywood, Dan, um, you know, just a IDP dude, um, you know, just got to know everybody jumped on. I had a lot of fun there. And then um, I did uh, a little project for uh, Sigmund Bloom, uh, writing up the Packers IDPs last off season. And they were looking for IDP writers and offered me a spot. And that's, that's how I ended up at football guys. So it was, uh, it's, it's been a wild ride. I did, you know, just wanted to give it a shot. Never expected to uh, at so many cool places along the way, man, and meeting so many awesome people. That was, that's the best part, really, is getting to know everybody that I would have never gotten to know and, you know, talk football and, and everything else in between, man. You know, 
it's been a lot of fun over these last four or five years getting to know everybody and making friends a lot, you know, like that they keep in touch with the off season even. So it's cool. Man, I was getting ready to have some comical, stupid ass <laughs> shit to say, but that came from the heart, brother. Yeah, I'm not trying to get too far, you know, heart failure, but yeah, man, it's it's been a wild ride, really. If you think about it, man, it's it's been awesome. You got a good point there. It's the people. The people are the good and the bad of this place, but mostly the it good. really is. Yeah, no, for sure. No doubt. So, all right, brother, we ask everyone this question. We got to get your take on it. So all things being even in a startup or a best ball, what's your preferred strategy for drafting IDP? I uh, generally, if I can get my hands on one of those premier edge rushers first, uh, you know, Mike Parsons, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, <clears throat> Nick Bosa, I, I, I like to take a swing at one of the big elite edge rushers. Then um, I generally turn my focus to linebacker after that. I, I like to grab two of each, uh, two, two good edges, two good linebackers to start my drafts. Um, however, which way I work it, I like to tier my players. If I won't, I don't want to reach for an edge. I don't, I don't that I have linebackers ahead of. So just kind of balance it out. But I will look for that top tier. Whatever I have in my top tier edge rusher, then go linebacker. If I go linebacker first, I might nail try to nail two edge rushers in my next tier and go back to back and then come back around and find some value at linebacker. But I, I love having two, you know, anchors if I can at, at those positions. One definite stud at, at edge and linebacker, and then another guy I'm real confident in every week as my LB2 or edge DE2. So that's 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 usually my meat and potatoes of how I start most of my drafts. Run, run. Stay on, stay on. Nice. Let me throw you a curveball. If it's DT required, are you changing up at all with that? Oh sure, yeah. DT required a premium. I, I took. Oh yeah, I, I should, I should say, I. There's me and you used to fight for Aaron Donald. Um, <laughs> in, in the leagues we were in, yeah, yeah. I will change it up if it's if it's a uh, true position uh, or DT premium. I'll, I'll take that swing at Aaron Donald. I might, you know, take a shot at uh, Quinn Williams here too, as long as he doesn't uh, eat the bag that he just got and get out of shape here. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, you know, me and you have had plenty of talks about how those those premier elite defensive tackles. It's a position where you can find a uh, definite edge at. So um, if I can get one of those guys, for sure, yeah. Awesome, good stuff, man. And what about your favorite uh, format? I mean, you said uh, IDP Dynasty, uh, but you know, any other formats you like, and then favorite platform also. Yeah, I, I play uh, mostly on MFL. Um, so where it all started for me was MFL. Um, so I, I prefer most of my leagues there. I enjoy the Yahoo leagues you run. Those are always fun and crazy. Uh, I really enjoy those. I, I play some on Sleeper too. Not that I don't enjoy Sleeper, but if I had to pick one, MFL, I like the true position. I like to start defensive tackles. I like to start corners. I mean, it's just fun to use every you know valuable player on the field. Um, so I like, yeah, IDP, true position, dynasty. And then I, I like the full degenerate Debbie, campus to Canton, IDP shit too, just to really uh, waste a lot of time searching the internet for who's going to start this week for uh, San Jose State and uh, Southwest Missouri Technical College and whoever else, you know. <laughs> oh, man, that is awesome. Gary's a big MFL guy too. We, we all love MFL over here. You got to give Sleeper his due for, for sure. certain reasons, but man, MFL, brother. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Good stuff, brother. Hey, let me ask you this. You brought up Debbie. Uh, so just a real quick side note. So it, we asked Hollywood this a couple weeks ago, but Hollywood, if you had to pick a prospect in the next couple of years that you think is going to be the next generational talent for IDP, who would that be? Generational talent. I, you know, 
the the freshmen and sophomores, I'm not. I look into them when the drafts come up, so I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure how they're going to completely unfold. But I'm, I'm real curious on uh, Dallas Turner, the edge coming up behind Mr. Will Anderson here to, to be the next guy in at Alabama. So um, don't know that he's a generational talent. I'm not sure he's Will Anderson, but I, I'm intrigued by him um, to see what – some of the flashes I've seen, I'm just like, all right, this guy can ball. So I'm real real excited to see see him with a little bit more volume and, and see what he can do. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Yeah, Alabama turns them out, no doubt. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's what they do, right? They just They just keep putting out studs. The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite Major League Baseball and College Baseball player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog and active in so many states. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, let's pick it back up with Mr. Kyle B. We're going to talk a little NFC North this week. We're going to do what we've been doing the last couple weeks, look at some ADP. This is blended league, so offense and defense ADP we're looking at that is accurate as of the 5th of this month, July. Uh, So we're going to look for deals. We're going to look for things that maybe don't look so good. And we're going to start with the Green Bay Packers, which is Kyle's favorite team. So we may as well get a season prediction and some outlook talk in here. Thoughts on the Packers first? Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, number 10 behind center and not number 12 this year. So um, the post-Aaron Rodgers era has begun, and it's uh, it's going to be new. And I'm a little excited about it. You know, Aaron Rodgers was awesome. I'm not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers too long, I promise. Um, he, he was awesome, but uh, I'm – very intrigued to see what it looks like with somebody new under center. So um, the offense is going to be different a little. I mean, it's the same scheme, but it's going to be different because you don't have 12 anymore. But uh, and the defense, um, you know, it, it's uh, our safeties are a huge question mark. I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, you know, is Rashawn Gary get healthy? If he does, we're a lot better. Rashawn Gary's kicking ass off the edge. Uh, the defense just looks way different when he's right. Um you know, Vondra Cain will be coming back. I think our defense could be solid. I don't know what side of the median we'll end on when, you know, as everything comes together health-wise and stuff. But they got a lot of pieces I like. And uh, can some of these year two guys like Devontae Wyatt, you know, he finished nicely. Can he transition to, you know, build off a strong finish for a rookie and, and kind of have a nice year two? And, um, you know, and then what does uh, Lucas Van Ness bring to the table? And uh, it there's, I, I like our defense, it, it, but honestly, you know, things could shake out either way, really. But I, I'm, I'm optimistic that we're solid. So, all right, I'm going to rapid fire your ass on some ADP then and get your opinion. Okay. All right. So, what, thinking about this ADP on sleeper, you went through this and this is current draft. So, it's going to hopefully change. Actually, I've seen it evolve over the last uh, few weeks myself. Um, just, Basically, eyeballing this, so everything's overall and everything's approximate. So, yep, kiss my ass if I'm wrong. How's that? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and usually, I say, don't quote me, but I'm going to go there. Yeah. So we're looking yeah. at Quay Walker, man. I, I mean, when I looked at it, he's gone overall right now. Now we mm-hmm. know the redraft and dynasty is both involved in this and and, and sleeper. 
But overall, he's going as the linebacker 12 and inside linebacker number seven. Hmm. Now, to me, that's slightly high. I mean, I understand what he's got going on with Campbell and such, which, I mean, looking at Campbell real quick, uh, he's linebacker 48 and inside linebacker, <clears throat> what, let's see, 29 or approximately. That's a huge amount of stock to put into a second-year guy, especially knowing. How do you feel about that as somebody that might be approaching that drafting? Yeah, so I, I like Quay Walker as a dynasty asset. You know, he's got a there's a right profile to be a, a strong linebacker for you know quite a few years here. Um, but if we're talking redraft and he's coming off the board as an LB one, as LB twelve, or the inside linebacker seven, as you said, that's 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 pretty rich. I think I, I don't see. I don't see that. If you're drafting him as your LB1, I think you're going to be a little disappointed. Now, I think Quay is going to be uh, certainly IDP relevant and a productive player, but I don't necessarily – I won't be targeting him as my LB1 in drafts as the ADP shows here. Um, you know, I Devontae Campbell as LB48 is a freaking steal in my eyes, yes, or as the, the inside linebacker 29, as you said, Gary. Um, I'm all over that. Uh, Campbell dealt with shoulder injuries. They didn't say much about last year, along with the knee injury. So he was playing banged up. He played through it along with the knee injury. He's back and healthy. Um, he's going to be the lead guy for Green Bay again. And he's right. And he's come out and said he feels great. Um, is he going to get back to that all pro season from two years ago? I, that's tough to say, right? But if he's even 80% of that, 85% of that, I mean, at LB 48 or the inside linebacker 29, you're getting a freaking steal. Um, he's not going to leave the field if he if he's healthy. I think he's the lead guy again. Quay Walker is going to play, you know, he's going to be on the field enough. He's 85%. I mean, they want to play a lot of nickel, right? This team's built to play nickel um, with two linebackers. That's why they drafted a big athletic guy like Quay Walker in the first round because he can do a lot of things, blitz, coverage, right. you know, play the run, all that shit. So, um, but I mean, if you're looking at just straight up where you can get these guys, Devondre Campbell's a screaming value. It's, it, you know, it's like people forgot how productive he was when he was healthy here in Green Bay. So, so I'm screaming the same thing, man, too early on Walker. I think yeah. John probably feels the same way, but it's, it's kind of remarkable. If you look at sleepers, ADP, I mentioned what, where he was, where, what I say, 48th or whatever. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, basically, if you're looking amongst the linebackers, I mean, you're talking below Josie Jewell, Matt Milano, mm. Zayvon Collins, Bradley Chubb, even Alex Smith, and dude, uh, Eric Kendricks is a little bit before below him. But you're talking in that general area. Mm. In my opinion, I would rather have Campbell, who is a solid veteran and been doing this over all these guys like Jewel, Milano, Holcomb, but there's quite a few right before him that I would definitely rather have Campbell for the consistency and thinking that he's going to be able to produce at least a good average every week. Yeah, totally with you, brother, for sure. Let's look at a defensive line. So, I mean, you know, the elephant in the room is Rashawn Gary. Uh, right. any, any thoughts about how that's going to shake out? you're always going to hear like positive news of his recovery. Right. Which uh, you know, that's always what you want to hear too. He's been working hard at coming back from that uh, ACL was in November. I mean, he, and he was playing real well. He had six sacks in the first nine games, eight, nine games. He was off to a real nice start that first half. Unfortunately he gets the ACL his recovery. Everybody's everything you're coming out. Everybody's reporting on it says it's he's doing well. He's worked his ass off, but there's no timetable. 
that I've seen right now, like saying, hey, he's targeting week one for sure. I mean, is he going to make it back for week one? I don't know. Is it week two? I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're going to get him out there until he's ready. I hope it's earlier than later because we need him. But um, yeah, I, I'm still waiting to see what that timetable is like. So, you, you know, if you draft him, you're going to probably have to sit on, on him for a little bit on your bench and, and see how that all works out um, because I don't think they're going to push him too early to come back. Edge 16. He's the 16th edge rusher coming off for 38th DL. I mean, dynasty-wise, I see every bit of it, but yeah. I have to agree, man. Yep, I'm with you. Yeah, that actually feels fairly <clears throat> accurate, that one, no doubt. Uh, all right, and then uh, any deals to be had at safety or or even any confidence that you know what the safety situation is going to look like for sure? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think we could uh, – I was actually talking to uh, John Norton the other day um, talk about the Packers safeties. He had wrote, written up his Eyes of uh, Eyes of the Guru series, and the Green Bay came up. And, and I, I messaged him. I said, hey, John, do you, do you think Green Bay's safety room is the worst in the league? <laughs> and we, we were talking about it, and he says, it's got to be close as it sits right now. And he goes, you know, there could be a scenario where they go to camp and go, oh, shit, this doesn't look very good right now, um, <laughs> depending on how We thought that for a little bit, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. considering it's been kind of yeah. like, no. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, – it's not great. Um, you know, Savage is going to be a starter. Uh, the one, one of the starters, um, you know what he is. You might grab him off the waiver wire for warm body production because he's playing snaps at some point in the season, but not somebody I'm targeting in drafts, unless it's a super deep league. Um, Jonathan Owens, they just signed him and Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford was running with the ones a little bit, OTAs. Could be him, could be Owens. You're going to have to see how that shakes out. I like the rookie, Anthony Johnson, out of Iowa State, but he's a seventh-round pick, and you're not. I'm not putting faith in a seventh-round pick. But he's an intriguing player. But, um, you know, I don't think he's necessarily going to grab one of those jobs, but, uh, you know, a fun stash and your real deep dynasty leagues or whatever to see if anything happens. But, yeah, I, I'm just going to wait and see what this this group is really something. I I don't really know what to expect. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, Savage will be one spot and then Owens and Ford will be fighting out for the other. And I don't know that you're going to find a whole lot of value other than, you know, as you always say, how do you warm, warm body production during in season, right? Kyle, how do you feel? I mean it- – Alexander is like DB 28, ninth QB off the board. Pretty comfortable with that. I hate to say something about Jonathan Owens coming off of his uh, season in Houston. It was nice for IDP production to begin with, but I mean, he, he's sitting yeah. right now at 41st, yeah. 27th safety off the board. I, I'm thinking that's kind of a uh, carryover from Sleepers uh, 2022 ADP, I would hope. Yeah, kind of a hangover from that. But, I mean, Darnell Savage, Craig, man, on, on Manager's Pod, or my co-host on there, he, he loves Savage. He thinks Savage has a little bit to give here, considering the situation. If you're looking at Owens or Savage and you're in a deeper dart league, considering the, uh, the ADP to begin with, which one are you going to go with? I would probably go with Savage. I agree with Craig there. Um, there's, a, I think I'm a little more comfortable with him if I had to pick one. Um, I'm probably a little jaded when it comes to Savage just because I've always expected him to take a leap. And he just – you know, and last year he struggled. He got moved to the nickel, and he actually played pretty well there. And then they moved him back to safety, and he actually played better at safety after this kind of transition. So maybe he learned a few things. Um, I just – you know, I've always wanted Savage to be this, like, guy, right? But he just kind of never – never – 
you know, took the next step in his game. But yeah, if, if I was to pick one, I'd pick him just because I'm more comfortable with him having a role, you know, being out there full time. So. Hey, all you crazy IDP fans. We are hosting the IDP Pros Breast Cancer Awareness Giveaway, where you can win a Roquan Smith Baltimore Ravens jersey. All you have to do to enter is donate $3 or more to any nationally recognized cancer organization and post a pic of your donation with the hashtag IDPROS. That's hashtag IDPROS. The drawing will be held on August 24th. Find more information on this podcast Twitter page or on any of your favorite IDP Pros accounts. Enter today and help us bring cancer to its knees. I can definitely get down with that. Nice. All right. Good stuff there. Let's move it along to the Bears. And uh, obviously, we got the two offseason <clears throat> signings at linebacker. Um, thoughts on that? Uh, Gary, you want to just shout out what the ADP is on those guys, Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds? Tremaine Edmonds is going linebacker 23 overall, and Edwards is going linebacker 20. And an inside linebacker, which, if you all don't know, is a big difference when it comes to sleeper and some other formats. But inside linebacker-wise, Edwards is 12th off the board. And this is approximately, folks, because I'm eyeballing this, because we all know that sleeper sucks notoriously for trying to get your freaking ADP off <laughs> unless you know how to... <clears throat> Shake a certain hand, I believe, <clears throat> to be <laughs> polite about it. Edmonds, 23, 15th off the board. Gotcha. All right, uh, Kyle, thoughts on that? Any deals to be had there? That that feels just about right to me, and they're, yeah. they're both both pretty solid. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's – I agree with you, Johnny. So it's about right for me. I, I like them both in this uh, Chicago system, two full-time linebackers. Um, if I'm in a draft, I if I had to pick one, I would, you know, if they're both sitting there at – a value I like, I probably lean Edwards a little bit just because I think he's got a little more to give in the tackle department to give you a little more consistency and floor week to week. Um, but I do like Edmonds going to a new system to see if he's got a little more to give. You know, I mean, what is he just turned 21, just had his first drink at the bar. <laughs> he's been in the league for eight years. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. If he could just make a play other than yeah. a tackle. Right. Great right. tackler. Yeah. He fills a fucking hole like a semi. Yeah. You know? yeah. But the thing is, he's, just not bring in those extra splash yeah, plays. Absolutely. No, I'm totally with you. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Like you said, Johnny, this look, the numbers look, look spot on to what you'd expect. And I, you know, I would just take whatever one falls to me if, if I'm staring at grabbing one of them as my uh, LB2 or whatever um, and uh, go with it. There. What about this? Is a, a problem area for the Bears defensive line. Is there anyone you're even interested in? Uh, is there, there anyone that might be a deal? Uh, what do you think? Yeah. I, I mean, that is a, uh, a pretty weak group. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't really see much. I mean, Travis Gibson, the Demarcus Walker was their big uh, free agent acquisition. I think he got like what, three years, 21 million. I was surprised. I mean, he popped up on the radar last year with the Titans, but man, I, you know, I just didn't see him getting that kind of a deal, but yeah, I'm not looking to. Uh... Walker has been a great fucking NFL guy, but sure. he's yeah. actually like hit a couple IDP radars a couple times as a yep. beat. You know, interior, yeah, he's never worked out, man. My curiosity is asking you, well, we Brisker, he's going off as the uh, DB8 overall. He's the fifth safety off the board. We kind of understand that, you know, mm -hmm. Dynasty Wise involved in it. I think that John might argue that Petrie might be before him or should be. But however that whole situation rolls, I want to ask you about Skidmore. 
because <laughs> my friend and you are all laughing, but I knew Kyle that you knew who the hell I was oh, saying. You damn right, Eddie Jackson, brother. <laughs> so last year, this this dude actually he he stopped skinning for a second, and he freaking mattered. Yep. Are we looking at anything like that this year, considering the shape of that defensive line? Yeah, I, I tell you what, just look at and skid marks. I definitely knew instantly who that was. That's a that's a classic. But um, if we're just looking straight up at, you know, I understand why Brisker's, you know, DBA, the fifth safety up the board as you got here, Gary. If we're just looking at where they're going, I wait on safeties, defensive backs. I'm going to have more skid marks on my team than I will Brisker because I'm not – with the range he's going, I'm going to be going somewhere else, and I'll end up – I'll take skid marks later in the draft, you know, and uh, figure it out. So um, I I'm get it. I lost my cookies, man. I about lost my cookies. You said that. I'm taking skid marks over freaking <laughs> brisker, man. You know, I mean, if you get the right brisker, you might get the skid mark. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't deny that it's happened to me. You know, so that is good stuff there. And for the listeners that don't know, that's Eddie Jackson, and we call him Skid Marks because he's as consistent as clean underwear after Taco Bell. <laughs> Well, he used to be. He was consistent last year. Yeah, yeah. He used to be. What good is football content if it doesn't cover both sides of the ball? The SGPN IDP pros have you covered on defense, but we have more to offer than just IDP. Check out our flagship podcast, the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast with Emerson Beery and Justin Bruni. Follow that up with a chaser of old-fashioned football with your hosts, Justin and Miranda Mark. All of the SGPN podcasts pride themselves on their actionable content. They bring the research and analysis you need to win. So help support SGPN and download the SGPN app and catch all of our premium football content. But uh, all right, good stuff there. Let's head on over to the Vikings and let's start with linebackers. So obviously, Brian Asamoa was the huge offseason, you know, mm-hmm. guy that everyone had interest in. Gary, if you get a chance, let please let us know where he's going. I am actually super curious to know where he's going. At the moment, actually seeing him earlier, like a couple of months ago, he's actually falling. And by right, I mean, he, he's falling a little bit. And what has happened is I don't think it's more of him or the love about Al Shazir and Okariki and a few of the others. Because the first thing that happened was Asamoa, who is now the linebacker 72, and I'm pretty sure he was up there in the 60s before, he's also fell to the inside linebacker 43. I'm pretty sure all those were up by about 10 or 15, actually. But they, you're talking February, March, something vaguely like that when me and uh, uh, Craig was first starting up the manager's pod. So, but it was the initial shock. Oh, my goodness. Kendricks is uh, with the Chargers and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at linebacker 73 right now, I feel like he's kind of a steal. Of, but I'm wondering realistically how you feel about Jordan Hicks being linebacker 56 overall and inside linebacker 33. Yeah, this is uh, like Johnny. I was real curious to see what these ADPs look like. So this new uh, Brian Flores scheme for the for the Vikings now, you know, it's really going to only feature one uh, full-time linebacker. Traditionally, that's kind of how it's looked, right? So you're trying to find that guy. Um, I always tend to lean towards the veteran in that situation, but I – 
at, at linebacker 72, Brian Asamoa. I like Brian Asamoa. I liked him coming out of Oklahoma. Uh, he's a fun player. He's athletic. He's rangy. He, he's uh, He's got some juice, and Flores likes that. And, you know, at linebacker 72, I'd take a shot on him all day to see if he can win that more prominent role in that defense. Um, Cause if, if he does, you're getting a steal there, man. There's, there's a ton of value there. If he's slipping there that far in drafts. So I, I can dig that for sure. Oh yeah. I like that. And if, and if we're wrong, then we just got to wait a couple of weeks and we'll get some yeah. off waivers. Right. Absolutely. Johnny. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put you on the hot seat, brother. Mm-hmm. I'll Shazir or Asma, because basically, other than Okariki, which he's not even a fucking sleeper, he's he's locked and loaded. Between those two, considering, I mean, realistically, go with your gut. Who are you taking? Yeah, I'm all over Aziz Alshair this year in Tennessee. I, I like that spot for him. Nice. Uh, I, I think he's got LB2 written all over him at a screaming value right now if people are sleeping on him. So, yeah. Um, I mean, that one-year prove it deal he got – I mean, he's going to be looking to uh, turn that into a, a nice contract this offseason, either getting an extension there or, or finding work elsewhere. But, uh, yeah, I'm all, I'm, I'm all over Al Shire. Big big difference between the two, if you got to make that call, is Al Shazir's got tape, and he's got yeah. good freaking tape being that backup. Yep. Yep. Maybe not last year. It's the only reason he's a sleeper right now is because yep. uh, Warner and uh, – and uh, Greenlaw stayed healthy last year. Prior yeah. to that, he filled in so nicely and was a hell of a starter. And that's where I got to lean myself, brother. Totally with you, Gary. Absolutely nailed it, man. That's that's uh, 100%. Nice. Good stuff there. Let's look at a defensive line for the Vikings. And and, I, and we've talked about this previously, <laughs> but Daniil Hunter is going way later than he should, so we know that's a deal. Is there anyone else on the defensive line you're interested in? Um, yeah, Hunter's a steal. I like that. I, I'm willing to take a, another freaking dart throw at Marcus Davenport um, just to see if he can get back to that 2021 um, season where we saw him actually put it all together with that athleticism length. And, uh, you know, maybe this change of scenery is what he needs. This Flores scheme's aggressive as hell. They're, he's going to put him in a position to, you know, succeed, you would think, because Flores knows what the hell he's doing. We've seen him uh, have successful defenses along the way here. Um, and if Davenport doesn't figure it out this year, I don't think he ever will. <laughs> so I'm ready to get hurt one more time by Davenport. I'll take a swing at him. I've seen he's DL66. What the hell, right, at that at that point? We are talking about sleepers. So technically, it shouldn't he be a linebacker slash DL? I mean, we're looking at Danielle Hunter right. on sleeper. He is a linebacker. So I think there's – Change schemes apparently hadn't caught up with Davenport. Yeah. Maybe standing up, he can walk out of the bust. I don't know. Right. But my question like for that. you is is it shocking to see? And, you know, I know Hunter is going through some things, you know, with his contract and shit, but damn, Payne, Collins, Lawrence, Butler, Ruzio, Phillips, Travon Walker. Nolan Smith, Josh Allen, that seems pretty damn deep. I mean, shouldn't he be realistically, even if you're throwing a dart, we're looking at still a top 10 talent? I think Hunter is just crazy talented. I think he still could be an elite player at the position. We've seen it um, when he's right. And absolutely, I, I think he is getting slept on at DL31, um, as you have here, Gary. Uh, it's not a question of talent, man. 
it's just him being healthy and and uh, I'll take that all day because it wasn't that long ago he was racking up 70 tackles and four, 13, 14 sacks on the regular. Um, and it was a different scheme and everything. And he was, you know, healthier, younger, whatever. But, dude, the dude's crazy talented. So, um, yeah, he's, he's still up there for me, I'll tell you that. Good yep. stuff, brother. All right, and we'll hit the safeties real quick on the Vikings before we move on here. So uh, any confidence in Lewis Sign coming back this year? Do you think it's another year of Cameron Bynum? Because uh, Harrison Smith's locked in. We know that. Right, yeah. Um, old man Harrison Smith just keeps on keeping on, man. You got to love it. Uh, I'm on a wait-and-see thing with Lewis Sign. That, that injury sucked. Um, I liked him coming out of Georgia. Yeah, so I'm going to see what camp tells me and uh, and follow the the tea leaves, as they say, I think, or however that goes. And, and see who's getting who's getting the snaps, and uh, I hope it works out for him. But I, I, I'm not super optimistic. Year two is a big jump for him. Harrison's actually a hell of a still right now at safety thirty-one off the for board. Sure. I mean, mm. I mean, approximately, yeah. you know. And, and then Lewis Sin, because of the carryover from last year, he's around that thirty-eight mark, believe it or not. But he's gaining momentum and. Cannon Bynum wasn't a guy last year, so I can see that. But Harrison Smith has safety 31. Oh, my goodness. It's like Wagner or Levante David sliding in this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. give me those guys, even in a dynasty. I Give me two years worth of dynasty of these guys at this price and love it. Yeah, Absolutely. All righty. And last but not least, let's look at the Detroit Lions. And let's start with the linebacker position. Gary, you got uh, Anzalone and Campbell loaded up there? Yeah. I see. Linebacker 27 for Campbell overall. He actually has slid a little bit. You know how that rookie freaking hype crashes a lot <laughs> of goddamn drafts? Well, that's where we were looking at with that. So, But he did come back down to earth. He's at linebacker 27 overall. Uh, but he's still inside linebacker, 17 off the board. So, uh, Anzalone, man, he's took a nosedive. And just like last year, maybe underrated because he wasn't this deep. But right now, he's sitting at linebacker 61, 39th overall inside linebacker. Now, that part, yeah. But as we said, I think that everything has to really pivot off of Malcolm Rodriguez. I mean, the dude is like, I, I stopped counting at 101 linebacker. All right. So this dude who was such a dream last year, that's who I want to talk to you about, Kyle. He is right now inside linebacker 57 off the board. He has felt like a rock, man. I love Malcolm Rodriguez. He's a fun player. Um, he was the hard knock star in, in everything. I really wish they wouldn't have paid Alex Anzalone, that three-year, $18 million contract this offseason, because that tells me that he's going to keep being a pain in our ass as a part of this defense. Um, this, and then, you know, they go out and draft Jack Campbell, who I think fits the mold of a IEP productive tackle machine linebacker, that Iowa linebacker that just racked him up in college. He, he kind of does everything solidly, you know, not an elite coverage guy or anything, but he, he's fine, right? And he's tall, long, big guy, long arms. He'll be all right. Um, it, you know, it sucks for, for Rodriguez because, I, you know, the way I see it is Campbell and Anzalone are the two, and, and Rodriguez is the odd man out, barring injury right now. And it's a bummer because I, I like Rodriguez. Um, so, yeah, I think he takes the biggest hit as things sit right now, unfortunately. Shockingly enough, I mean, that 
that ADP for Alex Anzalone, that's actually generous because I'm sitting in those BC classics. So are you, John, and we've got a blended league going on and it's pretty deep, 20, 28 rounds, you know? Yeah. Anzalone is going undrafted. People are freaking reaching for sleepers. They're, they're, they're reaching for guys like that over Anzalone. And I can understand that. But that's exactly what happened last year and what happened to Anzalone in a lot of formats. He was a top five inside linebacker producer in average on consistency. Let's hit the defensive line real quick. So we all know about Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Uh, very bright future there. But I want to ask you about James Houston and Charles Harris. Any interest in either of those fellas? And I assume, Gary, tell me if I'm wrong, you can get both for quite a deal right now. The James Houston love is actually kind of picked up. I mean, we're looking at Joe Pascal. We're looking at uh, John. We're looking at a couple of guys that actually have a huge amount of stock over him. So James Houston's coming in a DL 52 on sleeper. All right. Because he is a defensive end and he's coming in, believe it or not, as DE 26 right now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I got to say, I know the sample size was kind of small last year. It was the back half of the year, but you know, was it eight sacks in seven games inflated by the three sack game against uh, Chicago? I believe it was Uh, the dude's electric in the freaking highlights you see on Twitter or wherever you, you know, see like he is just electric and I want to see more of it. And if you can get him as a DL five as DL 52, what the hell? See if you can catch uh, more than flash in the pan. As Johnny always says, you know, we're always worried about the flash pan. We saw that flash last year is there more there i'm intrigued by houston for sure i sometimes the larger sample size people figure yell is that going to happen or is you know is he gonna keep being a, a problem off the edge great best ball option right there because uh yeah. you know could work out really good uh and last but not least on the lions we've got four safeties for two slots but one of them's likely going to end up as a nickelback with chauncey gardner johnson brian branch tracy walker and kirby joseph kyle any thoughts how that shakes out and, and who are you most interested in make a random uneducated guess right now i would think cj gardner johnson ends up as the slot nickel guy he's solid there um you know, I'm kind of intrigued with Tracy Walker coming back. I know it's an Achilles, but I've always had a soft spot for him because he's a really fun player, versatile, and we've seen him be a really nice IDP safety for us in the past. So everything I've seen is he's he's uh, his recoveries went well. He's gonna and he's been. I think he was doing stuff at minicamp. I could be wrong there, but if you can get him, I see he's, Gary's got him at DB seventy five. I might take a dart throw there. Um, at Walker to see if, if you know that's a it's a tough injury, but at that spot if you're you know in the 70s oh yeah he's way down there yeah i don't have him at db 75 amongst yeah. everybody else there because of his questionable mark so right but, yeah i think he is definitely is still i know branch is probably going a little higher i know he is because of his uh rookie status kyle what are you doing this season man what are you what are you writing uh what are you working on what can the people look forward to uh seeing from you this year yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me on, man. This was a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, this upcoming season, uh, I'm planning on writing the uh, IDP waiver wire article uh, over at Football Guys. And uh, I did it last year, and I'm, I'm hoping I get the green light to do it again. I had a lot of fun. You know, uh, 
like you always say, Johnny, half the battles uh, just paying attention in season. So when the injuries strike, you know where to look next or, you know, maybe to be a step ahead when the snaps are changing. Um, so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully doing that again. And uh, I'm doing a little writing now that uh, my schedule's cleared up a little bit. Uh, I had a linebacker article come out last week, and I'm working on a defensive line article on some uh, contract year edge rushers and uh, one defensive tackle entering contract years that, that are uh, late round picks that, that might be able to help you out. So that should be out, I don't know, maybe the next week or so. So um, that's what I got going on, brother. Nice, man. That's good stuff. And uh, Lord knows we're going to need those waivers. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, yeah, any anything you want to shout out? Where can the people uh, find you? Uh, the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, you can you can find me on Twitter um, at KBell54. Um, I'm not super active on Twitter at the moment, but hey, if you if you hit me up, I'll definitely respond. I'm always available for any questions. It, it, I'm always down to help if I can. But yeah, if if, if you're on there, uh, give me a shout. I'll I'll definitely respond. But uh, it's been pretty radio silent for a while. I've been busy, and uh, Twitter's not a place that I roam around too much these days. <laughs> Kyle, man, thanks for coming on, brother. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. And we're going to line you up for another session, man. I'm hoping early in the spring. How's that? Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate you inviting me on. It was great to meet you, Gary. And I'm definitely down to do this again, man. Anytime. Hit me up. Um, talk some ball. Love awesome. it, man. You have a great night and everybody else, too. You too, thank, man. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week.